everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing this morning, Jay? Great, Michael. So, uh, before we get into this week's guest, oh, I, I, you know, I want to just show this. So I picked this up yesterday. This is a custom beer called One Sip Wonder. <laughs> but I had to have it because of the... of the. They of stole the, your logo. The, yeah, they stole my logo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've branded it so well, everybody thinks it's my logo. That's right. But, but no, ser seriously, I mean, I was just like, well, that's freaking <clears throat> cool. cool. I got I got to have that. And One Sip, one sip Wonder. Great it looks name. empty to me, Michael. Um, I... Guy who gave it to me had already drinking it. I was All just right. like, I'm not. A, I'm I not. I don't want you drinking honestly, on the job. I'm not a beer drinker, um, <laughs> but uh, the can was pretty cool. It's brewed by cool. Pedro Point Brewing, out of Pacifica, California, and it's um, brought to you by um, Soundwaves TV out of uh, the South Bay up here. So if you're around, go check out One Sip Wonder. Um, uh, as always, we want to thank uh, Bruce and everybody over at HypeBot for you, everything you do to support us uh, month after month after month. It, it means a lot to us. And, of course, to Bands in Town for everything you do to help spread the word as well. Um, and, uh, of course, this week we are sponsored and brought to you by Disc Makers. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media. In, for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts at gigs has become such an important income generator. And that, that statement is so true. true. If you are not selling physical goods at your show, you are missing the boat. You And you need different price points as well. You need the... $1, the $5, the $10, the $20, you know, gives you the opportunity to put bundles together. It's like, hey, you know, you could buy an autographed photo for 5 bucks, or I tell you what, buy a CD and I'll give you an autographed photo for free. You got to have that stuff at your table so you can wheel and deal. Let's make a deal. Um, for every CD you sell at a gig, you need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. Head over to discmakers.com. If you place an order for some CDs, you'll get free shipping on CD orders of 100 or more from Disc Makers if you put the code FREEBIZ, F-R-E-E-B-I-Z, put in the code FREEBIZ. Up to $150 value, free shipping, CD orders of 100 or more. Hurry, the code expires the end of this month. And uh, like I said, just head over to Disc Makers. Put that code in. Let them know you uh, heard about them on uh, the Music Biz Weekly podcast. So today is a really interesting topic of discussion. Yeah. Um, we, we were contacted by an author, Karen Allen, who wrote a book twitch for musicians and i've always been kind of fascinated by twitch 
Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I, it's I, misunderstood though. It's I was very fascinated by it, but I thought it was kind of a gaming platform. Exactly. You know, kind of like a PewDiePie thing where you can watch people and engage with people playing games. But uh, it's really just it's, a live streaming platform. Yeah. But it's got many more potential features than super interactive than Instagram Live, yeah. Facebook Live, Twitter Live. You know, mm. those th those are one button click and go live but you can't do much and you definitely can't generate any revenue off of any of these other partners yeah twitch you can and yeah. and that's what karen's going to talk to us today about what is twitch and more importantly how are musicians using it and how can you make money off of yeah twitch. take some notes here there's a lot of great information yeah, and and be sure to check out her book twitch for musicians Head over to twitchformusicians.com. So let it roll. Karen Allen. So everyone, I'd love to welcome this week's special guest, Karen Allen. Karen wrote a book, an online course called Twitch for Musicians. And it's not the shaking Twitch. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the other kind. It's the other kind. It's the online video service Twitch. Uh, twitchformusicians.com. It's to teach indie musicians how to use Twitch to grow a fan base organically and make real money along the way. Boy, that's that's a big challenge there. Imagine, imagine, that. imagine, imagine make, making money make, off your fans Making on real the money. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, that's new. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Karen. Thank you so hey, much. Karen. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So so as, as we were kind of talking about before hitting the record button here, um, Jay and I have played around with Twitch a little bit, you know, just the littlest bit of like, okay, I got to at least know what this thing is. Um, but I suspect, and you could confirm this for us since you wrote the book, that most musicians, maybe at least the DIY musicians, probably have very little idea what Twitch even is or that it's just something that video gamers use. It's, yeah, it's true. And actually, I kind of fell into it backwards because I'm not even a gamer. So I got into live streaming, um, just to back up for one second. So what I really do in my career, I don't write books for musicians. This is very much um, uh, kind of a, a digression for me because um, I, I believe in it so much. But what I really do, I do strategy and business development for entertainment tech startups. So I help them figure out where they fit in the marketplace. I find them partners. I find them clients. Sometimes find them investment, give them advice on how to grow. That's really what I do. I've been doing it for about 10 years now. So in the course of my work, I stumbled across a company called YouNow. And YouNow is very similar to Twitch. It's a live stream platform monetized live stream platform that's what we call ugc user generated content meaning anybody can throw up content on it and they are primarily for teenagers it's sort of been what they have found to be their audience so um i was amazed i saw a presentation by the president at a conference i went to and i was amazed that people were actually paying teenagers were paying other teenagers for their live stream content and the content they were creating was very much like the content they would create for YouTube, which no one pays for, clearly. Um, and teenagers, as we know, is is like it's the hardest demo to get to pay for anything. They want it for free. They want it ad-supported. They don't have their own credit cards yet. Um, allowances are small, that sort of thing. So I had to figure out what were people paying for, what was going on, why were they paying for this and not subscribing to? What, what was the, what was the value to them to pay exactly? For it? 
Exactly, yeah. So I wanted to get into it um, deeply. So I started live streaming myself. And I had a little show called Ask an Adult because um, it's video and I'm not a teenager and I can't <laughs> create, um, you know, a fake account. Uh, so I did Ask an Adult and I said, look, uh, I'm not an adult in your life, but I am an adult and I've got a bit more experience than you. So if you have anything you want to ask an adult um, without any repercussions in your own life, uh, give me a shot. Uh, also not a therapist. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> use, use at your own risk. Um, and, and through the course of doing that, I began to understand what was actually happening. What was actually happening was people were looking for community. And they were looking for community and intimacy on a level that wasn't being served with YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all of these social media platforms where it's very much one-to-many. It's not back and forth. And the back and forth is really where you create um, a value to your content that you cannot create on other platforms. So that's what I learned. And then I started looking at um, other live stream platforms. And obviously Twitch was pretty massive at the time. I believe they had just been sold recently to Amazon for $800 million. So I'm like, okay, there's something here. Um, and was, I started was, 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 was Twitch, for lack of a better term, the first ones in this area, in this space? Or were they the first ones to capture attention? They were the first. There have been a lot of live streaming startups over, I would say, the last 10, 15 years. They're the first ones to figure out the major audience for it. And they stumbled into it backwards. They didn't start as a gaming platform. Yeah. They I, started as Justin TV, which I was remember that, IRL. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm in San Francisco, and I used to live about three blocks away from Justin TV when they started in an apartment on the second floor oh, wow. on yeah. Columbus. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was watching Justin TV. And I remember at some point, and this is years ago, they did make that pivot. And became Twitch. And at that point in time, I was even going, really? You want to live stream people playing video games? Why? Well, they would had that conversation, too. This is really interesting because I listened to a um, podcast from Justin recently. And he said that there was a lot of um, disagreement within the founders of how they should pivot. He said that within Justin TV, they had a nice little you know, cottage industry but that was, that was probably not going to grow. And over time would probably just sort of peter out and they would have to fire everybody or whatever. So they, were they knew they were going to have to pivot in order to grow and survive. And there was a lot of disagreement within the company on which direction they should go. And um, the guy who said gaming was, was very much outvoted uh, and then he eventually you know, got his way. And it became this massive thing. So like... That's the thing with startups. Like you, you kind of don't know until yeah. you try, and right. sometimes it just sort of happens, you know, around you. And it's not unlike when you have a hit with an artist. You know, everyone's trying to make something happen. You never know what song is going to actually take off, and when it does, you just put, throw the gas on and run. Yeah, and and and, and 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 the next person could pick up. <clears throat> step by step and duplicate what happened and succeeded and it won't work the second time over totally totally yeah yeah so um that's so just that's the backstory on how twitch came about and then it took off like a rocket because you know gamers are crazy and you know obsessed fans and and, well, they yeah, like, and, and they you like know you know what's no what's kind of funny is yes it's it was all about gamers but 
I've got a six-year-old daughter who, you know, spends most of her time on YouTube Kids. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of videos she watches, which are people who are playing a Mickey Mouse video game or a Disney video game. And she's watching just a canned video of somebody playing a video game. There's no interaction. But she loves watching this stuff. Kind loves, of fun. I mean, loves. it's the same thing we did as kids, you know, when we were all sharing, you know, the Xbox, you know, back in the day, sitting yeah. on the couch at a friend's house, and everyone's taking a turn playing Mario yeah. Kart. Like, it's, you know, it's entertaining. It, it really is. And it if you is. have a good creator, um, who c- a good, you know, gamer creator who can narrate it and keep it interesting and engage with the audience then you know oh, now yeah. you really look what uh, pewdiepie has done it's the same basic yeah. you know model it is. is you make it entertaining it's you know i'm not a huge fan of his but it sure is entertaining to watch him do what he does and he's built this big you know empire yeah. around and it. ninja did the same and dr disrespect just got a show um, I forget what platform it's on. I think it's on some OTT platform. But Doctor mm-hmm. Disrespect is also a big gamer on Twitch, and he just got a show. Well, um, l- 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 let me let me ask you. So, you know, we've been saying this is live streaming, live streaming, and I think right <laughs> now a lot of, especially our audience, when they hear live streaming, they're thinking, well, okay, you know, isn't that just Facebook Live? Can't I yeah. do live streaming on Twitter? Heck, I can I can go live on YouTube now. It, how yeah, is it, it, it? How is it different? than those sure sure it's i i think is massively different and just to back up one second um to answer your original question which we actually never got to um the reason um that uh that music is big on twitch is because creative arts in general became um, people like to stream about more than just games they kind of get burned out on streaming about games so they stream about yeah. other things that they like <laughs> so some of them play music uh, music category kind of grew from that it's been big for uh, probably three probably three four years now um, and a lot of those artists on there are not big indie artists or even, I would necessarily say, professional working indie artists at any level. They just play music, you know, and kind of found an audience on it. So that's that's the background of music on Twitch. It's right. Or you could now. or you could ask an adult. You know, yeah. the, the thing I think is yeah. interesting is is how highly interactive that it is. Yeah, so this is the big difference. So when you're on Facebook Live, if you're on YouTube Live, Instagram Live, my biggest problem with that is is discovery. So there isn't really a place where you can go and see everybody who's live and then see, even if, you, and sometimes you can find that page, but it's just like the major listing. People have to have followed you and to be on the service right now. And, you know, but if they're not already following you, they wouldn't know that you're alive. How would they know to follow you if they haven't discovered you? There's this, there's this real problem with, with discovery. discovery. That's yeah. the hugest thing. The second thing is that, um, yes, there is a chat alongside the live video. And, th- and that is really essential because you want to be able to communicate with your audience in real time. But they don't have great incentive to do more than just post a comment, right? So like on Twitch and you now and even live me and these dedicated live stream platforms you can think of it kind of like an in-app purchase and you can think of it as a way to sort of level up your participation so if i subscribe to the channel which is usually about five bucks a month then i will get a set of emoji um, they're called emotes on twitch that the um, creator has designed to go with their broadcast and that could be 
emoji that relates to certain songs that they um, that they play. It could be a way that um, you can applaud them that's unique to them. It could be a way to dance along or sing along. There's some there's something usually some sort of interactive about and meaningful you know, or inside jokey. You know, like there's a reason mm -hmm. why you would want that set of, of emoji, basically. And you can use, by the way, those um, emotes on any stream, which is a stealth way to get discovered. Because if you have really good emoji, people are like, oh, my God, what's that emote? Um, <laughs> and, you know, who is and you can click on that emote and it'll pop up to say, you know, what the channel is that built that. So that's sort of like a stealth way of promoting yourself. Um, so, yeah, you can you can subscribe and get the emotes. You can donate, and if you do it through Twitch, then um, a little animated GIF will pop up on the screen, and you can put a message on that animated GIF. So that's a way of sort of um, showing appreciation and also getting acknowledgement and recognition for that appreciation. So that's fun for people to do. That's kind of like worth the money. So yeah. if you're just going to give money and it falls into a hole, like that's not really fun, right? right. But if I'm going to give money and get a set of emotes, if I'm going to give money and have an animated GIF that I can program, if I'm going to donate money and have that attached to a song request, so I get thanked personally for that song yeah. request, that's fun. That's, it's a whole different level of engagement. It is, and you don't have that on Facebook. You don't really have it. You don't have it at all on Instagram. You can do that on on YouTube, but they don't really push it. YouTube actually is getting a lot better. You can do um, you can do subscriptions now. You can do what's called super chat, well, which you, you, is you, paying you, to make your chat bigger. You can, yeah. unless it's changed recently. You've got it's not open to everybody yet. I think they're still rolling it out like. You know, if you've got ten thousand subscribers, yeah. you yeah, can, they were gating it. Yeah, they were gating it. So yeah, yeah exactly. I, I was going to say one of the big things that all of the major players like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, they don't have any sort of monetary functionality tied into their video. There's no ability for an artist to make money off of doing it. It's it's always a hundred percent free. I've I've shared this story in past episodes where I had a meeting with Google years ago about Hangouts because they were asking me, Mike, you know, you work with artists. What can we do to a Google Hangout to make it more attractive to musicians? Right. And I said, put some monetary capabilities on it. You know, artists don't want to forever be going on playing live for free every time. Free, free, right. free. That, 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 you know, eventually they're going to go, well, screw this. It's taken me six hours to get this ready. And, you know, I'm making no money out of it. I'm spending money to buy better equipment and gear and higher speed connections. And I'm like, you've got to put some ability to donate, subscribe, purchase a ticket, whatever it might be. But they still don't have that in, in most of those platforms. Um, and I think that's a major I, I don't know why. It seems like it's it's a no-brainer to me to put something you know, in there. You know, Stage It had that. Stage St It had Stage that ability. It. Yeah, are they and still around? I think they are. No, they they are. The concert window was very similar to Stage It. They just went under. I think Stage It is not around or not about to be around. Okay. And the problem with that is that there is just a ticket and a donation, and that's it. Um, and the, the, the ticket is a barrier. So with Twitch, it's 
free to stream as a creator and it's free to watch and it's free to post to the chat. But if you want to have more fun with it, then there are ways to pay to have more fun. Sure. It's this freemium model, yep. which right. definitely pulls from the gaming industry, right? Yep. These in-app purchases, the game is sure. free, but if you want to level up, if you want to have you know, more, you want to have the shiny hat or the, the great sword or, you know, whatever it is, then that's going to cost you. And once people start having fun with that, they do want to have a better experience and they will pay for it, especially if they know that that money is going to directly support the person that they're watching. And it's not going into some hole somewhere that they, you know, has, that has no meaningful, no, no, no meaning to them. So yeah. that's been like the big difference. Um, so I feel like with, with Twitch, artists are getting two things that artists really want. First of all, money. Um, second of all, um, discovery, right? So artists always want to find new fans and they want to find ways to engage deeper with their fans. And um, that's difficult to do. It's difficult to get discovered on SoundCloud. It's difficult to get discovered on Instagram. Can they get any information from the platform about these people who are engaging with them streaming just, with them i was just gonna is ask any, that can they get yeah, emails is there any can they analytics get... is there any email that they can capture can they can they keep these fans or is it just on this platform so the, you do get stats around your stream and it's mostly um the length um over time you get a little graph that says how many people came and there you go and so forth so but as far as um actually um communicating with these people you can really only do that once they subscribe and for privacy reasons uh twitch can't really hand over the list right because sure. they have subscribed through twitch they haven't subscribed to you so that's an issue and you can um only message them so long as they are subscribing once they are no longer a subscriber then they're gone and subscriptions last for one month you can set them up to be recurring, but by and large, they're one month at a time. Is it okay for you to say to them, hey, you know, follow me on Spotify or 100%. on YouTube, or yeah. they don't get weird about that? I don't know. And there's thing. many ways to do that. Yeah, you can put a timer. It's called a chat timer. A little gotcha. message that'll pop up in the chat that'll have a link and say, you know, here's my pre-save campaign. Join gotcha. my email list. There you go. It's on sale. That can all go well, that's compelling, that right? That, that, yeah. I, that's a cool feature that you can put these messages in on a timer because, you know, fa fa I've done, we've all done plenty of Facebook live chats and I've done them with my clients. And, and frankly, when the artist is doing the video, they just don't have the time to think about messaging and, and you know, comments back and reading the questions because they're busy playing performing whatever exactly. so i have yeah. to Talking. be in the chat monitoring it yeah and off to the side through text message or skype i'm sending them questions or i'm you know i'm the one jumping in going oh and by the way tickets go on sale for the tour this friday yeah. here's you know it's great that twitch gives you that ability to to pre-program those to just pop up yeah technically yeah. twitch doesn't technically okay. you have to use a streaming service if you stream labs or stream elements it's not complicated twitch yeah. operates a lot like youtube so youtube is just where you put the video where people watch the video you don't actually make the video on youtube it's the same thing with twitch twitch is where the stream appears and where you interact with the stream and where you can put information about yourself and manage your twitch account but you actually produce the video using a software called OBS, which is Open Broadcaster Software. It is free. Mm -hmm. It's a free open source download. Um, and that's how you actually produce the stream itself. 
if you want to have all the interactive features, then like um, like alerts popping up on the screen or chat timers or what's called a chat command, which means you can put a little command in, in the chat and a, a pre-programmed message will pop up. All those sorts of things um, are what I call streamer services. And that's Streamlabs and Stream Elements um, for um, song requests. Uh, streamer song list is really popular for that to um, manage your chat. There's a little thing called Chatty, which is a little chat client, which helps you prioritize messages just for yourself so you can see it for yourself. So gotcha. this is why I wrote the book. Yeah, so, no, it's super you know, the, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, you know, and, and I want to use this to segue because I, I was playing around with Twitch maybe a year ago looking at it going, oh, hey, how can we take the video version of the Music Biz Weekly and if I throw it up on Twitch, do I get more views, whatever. My takeaway was, wow, this isn't quite the simple one, two, three. Nope. <laughs> Twitch, Twitch was nope. a bit complicated, to be honest. Uh, yeah, you know, you and, 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 and yeah. I'm a techie at heart. I know this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, wow, if I'm scratching my head going, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. Joe Blow Musician is going to be throwing his arms up going, screw this. I'm, never I'm honestly surprised it got as big as it did, considering all you have to go through to, mm -hmm. to get your, so can, your can, stream. Can, can, you, yeah. can you go through those basic steps of, of what's involved? Um, without hopefully scaring people away, but what, yeah. what do you have well, to do to Well, the good thing stream? is once you get it set up, it's, it's done. Um, and the hardest part is figuring out how. And it took me a, a couple of months. So I produce a stream for Marina V, who's an independent artist. Her, her um, channel is Marina V Music, V like Victor. So just putting her channel together and putting my own together, I also do a channel called In Rotation, where I feature artists who want to try but aren't ready to start a channel yet. So um, I just kind of video conference them basically into my channel and moderate and make it very easy for them. So in the course of doing that, I had to figure all this out. And I had the same thought you did. Like, there's no way people are going to get past steps one, two, and three to get to four, five, and six. This is just insane. Um, but once you figure it out, you know, it all comes together once you have your um, channel set up. It's just about tweaking things here and there. So um, you set your account on Twitch, obviously your username, and it should be, it should match whatever all your other socials are as close as you can get to it, you know, just for obvious um, reasons. Um, you set up your profile page, which is similar to any other profile page. You can put your bio, links to all your socials, links to your Spotify, your merch, uh, and basically anything you want there. And that's kind of um, templated. So it's very, very simple to do. And then you need to download OBS, uh, again, which is free and fairly easy to use and works a lot like most video editing programs. Is, is, is that only available on, on desktops, laptops? That's not a mobile app? It's not a mobile. The good thing is if you're going to go live mobile on Twitch, you can go live straight from their app. You're just not going to be able to program everything. You're not going to have all the, all the functionality. All the functionality. You're probably just going to be using, I mean, it's, you know, you're, it's your phone. So it's more difficult to manage the audio. Sure. Um, what you're going to do to get your audio on your stream is um, use what's called a digital audio interface. It's a USB audio interface. So whatever mixing board you're using right now, which most musicians have, they got a mic, they got their instrument, it all goes into their board. That's how they do what they need to do on Ableton and Pro Tools and so forth. Um, 
If you don't already have a USB out on your board, you're gonna buy um, a very inexpensive USB audio interface, plug your board into the interface, the interface into your computer, and boom, now you have great audio for your stream. Uh, you're also gonna plug in a camera, and a camera, a good camera, a good 1080p webcam is under $100. And some artists use, you know, one or two of those for different angles or whatever. But, you know, that's not very expensive. Boom, that goes into your computer, too. And now you have audio and video. Now, now, quick question. So you said they, you know, they might use one or two cameras. Does, I, I don't know, is it, is it Twitch or is it the streaming software? Do, does it allow camera selection of multiple cameras so you can change angles? Yeah, there's definitely ways to do that. So there's two ways to do that. Within OBS, you can create scenes. So um, you have a whole set of, this is getting a little complicated, but you have all these inputs for each scene and you can change um, the input space based on whichever scene you want. There's also what's called um, a stream deck. So Elgato makes this thing called a stream deck, which is kind of like, it's kind of like a pedal board, you know, for if you're a guitarist for your pedals, it's kind yeah. of, you can think of it like that. You push a button and it does the thing, right? So you can pre-program these little buttons or you can think of it like a MIDI. So you push the button and it shows the alert. You push the button and it changes the scene. You push the button and the camera becomes active. You push the button and something else happens. And you can program all these buttons. So if you want to change things a lot, then that's the easiest way to do it, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Are there some interesting things that you see artists doing on this platform? Yes. Like, all the time. This is what I love about twitch is that it's there's not one way to use it um so i've seen there's this i, I there's this one i love his his name is call sign scarecrow and he has himself in kind of video and just part of the rest is like this big like kind of animation that he's created and if you put in certain chat commands any which anybody can put in which is like exclamation point and then a word and that that's called a command and it makes Either usually it makes like a um, a pre-programmed message pop up in the chat, but in his case he programmed it to to um, to fire off an animation. So you can have he has all these animations and they're all listed on his profile page. So if you want him, if there's a troll in the chat, for example, you put an exclamation point troll, and he pops up in an animation and is like batting down a troll. <laughs> you know, so it's stuff like that that yeah. he does. I've seen people use chat commands to control the lighting behind them for example so if you want to change the lighting on on the actual on the actual um, stream as a viewer you can do that you generally have to have a certain amount of points um, there you can set up experience points that people can earn they're called loyalty points and if they earn a certain number of loyalty points then it releases access to certain chat commands um, there's all kinds of things you can do uh, I found a lot of streamers music streamers kind of like to keep it simple um, but there's but they, there are some that just do really crazy stuff. There's, um, there are some drummers on there who literally just drum along to recorded music. Um, and they have all these cameras around all their pedals and cymbals and all kinds of things. And it's just nuts to watch these guys. And they've got, you know, lights firing off. And it can get really complicated and, yeah. and, um, and also really fun. Uh, but it sort of depends on whatever you want to do. Whenever artists are new to Twitch, I just tell them, go to the music category, spend a week, dedicate like an hour a night, spend a week just watching a bunch of different streamers and kind of get your head around 
yeah. what the possibilities are, what people are doing. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, you, and you'll find that it's not as formal as you might expect. Like with the YouTube video, it's a lot of editing. It's a lot of making sure the lighting is right with your Instagram uploads it's like it's filtering it's you know branding yeah, yourself it's yeah. not like that at all twitch is all about and live streaming in general i just think twitch is the best place right now but is live it interactive in just for texting i mean would there be a way and you know for let's say you to be doing your show and someone could call in or have an audio you, you could bring somebody in as a little video picture and picture to join you in the stream you can. You have to use video conferencing for that, and you would add it as a source. So um, Skype is tricky. I wouldn't recommend Skype. Um, it's a complicated explanation, but I wouldn't recommend it. I found Google Hangout is a lot easier. So you would just add Google Hangout as one of the sources. They're called sources. Basically, it's an input into, um, into the stream that you're creating through OBS. So you would just add that as a source and then place it where you want to on the screen itself. And then when you're done, you just hang up and, you know, mute the source, basically. And wow. That's uh, pretty it, cool. It, 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 yeah. You know, this is clearly producing, a, basically, a live broadcast. It's a live yeah. TV show broadcast. And in Interactive, the and, yeah. Yeah, and in the real world, the, the news anchor is not also responsible for switching the cameras and adjusting <laughs> the lighting. You know, there's a whole team answering questions so is that possible in the twitch world where the musician just is like you just perform (laughs) michael j we're we're somehow logged into your account and we're switching the cameras and we're we're bringing the people in and out and you know we're man we're producing the show you just perform is that possible it's possible if you are just video conferencing in the talent and you are the one who has the OBS. There's no way to control the OBS remotely yet. And that's, um, that's a, that can be problematic. Like I produce Marina, so there's some things I can control for her and some things that I can't control for her. The good thing is that um, Streamlabs and Stream Elements both have versions of OBS because OBS is open source. It's not owned by a company, it's owned by a community. So anybody can make their own version of it. So Streamlabs and Stream Elements have both done that, and they've um, made a version where um, all of all of their features are kind of wrapped around it. So um, I can do some things because I can log into her Stream Elements account remotely, and I can do some things. So if I wanted to make um, changes to her overlays, which is uh, her alerts, um, things that we program to lay over her her stream. Um, uh, I can I can set up animations. I can set up Christmas decorations. I can change. Um, I can put text on there saying her requests are closed. Like a lot of that stuff I can do because she, we have stream elements and I can program her overlay remotely. So it, it really depends on what you want to do. Um, if you want to be the mastermind behind the whole thing, it's easier if you just video conference the talent in. And you basically are command central from from OBS. Got it. Yeah, it's so a lot to learn. There's a no, lot to no, learn. there there, yeah. there, de- there definitely is. Um, you know, let's let's get right into you know the money part here. Yeah. From a musician's standpoint, using this, how are they going to make money? How are the, how is it going to help them sell a CD? 
Can you tie in your Twitch account to have, you know, a link that goes to iTunes, that goes to, you know, Bandcamp? You know, how 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 is the money portion of this working for musicians? Sure. So for everything you have going on off Twitch, you can just create links for it and put the links in the chat timers and put the links. Um, you can put the link on, on your video if you want to, so people like know what it is. If you have a link tree, for example, um, you can just put that up there. You can also obviously put it on the actual page. Um, the, by the way, the, the profile page is a little bit difficult to find when you're on mobile. It's really easy on desktop, but you got to hunt around when you're on mobile. So it's best to put all these uh, notifications in the chat itself so people just see it as they go. Um, so that's all your all your offline stuff. 100% uh, link out to it and do that. And people will actually you know, follow you on, on your socials and so forth and do your pre-save campaigns. Um, for on Twitch, uh, there's a couple of ways. On day one, you're going to make money through Streamlabs um, or Stream Elements. They're basically, uh, basically the same service. They offer the same thing. So if you want to take direct donations from your audience, you're going to connect your PayPal to um, Streamlabs or Stream Elements, whichever one you want. We'll just use Streamlabs because it's easier than saying both. Connect your PayPal or use their credit card processing service. And you're going to basically make um, an account with them. You're going to match up your Twitch account with Streamlabs. And you're going to send people to a URL, which is streamlabs.com slash your Twitch username. And they're going to go there. You're going to make a little timer saying, this is how you can donate to me. They're going to go there and they're going to put in the amount they want to donate and any message they have for you. And then they'll be sent to PayPal or the credit card processing system. And when that, when that payment goes through, um, you can set an alert. So the alert goes up on your screen, um, and or on the chat so you know that it's been done. So that's that's how you're gonna make money on day one. You're gonna go through Streamlabs, Stream Elements and hook up your PayPal. You have to qualify for the Twitch monetization. And the Twitch monetization is the subscriptions and their virtual currency. So the subscriptions is people to subscribe to your channel. The virtual currency is called bits. People buy bits and then they spend bits. They can spend the bits on any channel. And they can spend bits on just giving you bits, or they can spend bits on what's called a cheer mote, like a cheer emote, um, which is this animated GIF I was talking about earlier, where you can attach a message to it or a song request or whatever you want. And the cheer motes are basically, you know, all different levels of of cost. So you would probably buy, you would buy like a thousand bits, for example, and that's equivalent of say ten dollars. Uh, you would probably pay $14 for that because Twitch has to make their money. Um, but if you were to give someone a thousand bits, you'd be giving them $10. If you give them a hundred bits, you'd be giving them $1. So it's, you know, it's fun to kind of list, you know, give bits that way to, to, to buy the cheer motes. And some, some artists make, you know, they make most of their money through subscriptions. Oh, you can also gift other people's subscriptions. So super fans in your audience will often gift other people maybe newer people subscriptions because they want to help your community grow and they want another way to, um, to donate the way that's fun for them. The fun way for them is to help you directly by getting other people, you know, excited about your community. And when they gift a sub, it'll say, you know, so-and-so just gifted a sub to so-and-so. 
Um, so they get recognition for it too. You, that's you, basically how you make money. You mentioned that f you had to qualify for Twitch. What's the qualifications? You qualify for the monetization. You can anybody can stream anybody on day one. So, but but so, but but yeah. what do you what do you have to do to qualify for monetization? Yeah, sure. So there's two levels of monetization. There's affiliate, which is not difficult to get. And then there's partner, which is difficult to get. And if you can do pretty much everything you need to do on the affiliate level. And the um, affiliate level, to get that, you need at least, I think it's at least three concurrent viewers uh, over a set amount of time. Like averagely, you know, three viewers. You need to have at least 50 followers. You need to, and following is free. Subscribing costs money. Following is free. At least 50 followers. And you need to have broadcasted a certain number of days and a certain number of hours over a 30-day period. And once you've hit that, then you can be eligible to be an affiliate. And it basically comes down to if you can do a two- or three-hour broadcast three days a week for a month, like you're, you're going to hit that minimum pretty easily. Um, if you can bring in 50 followers, which if you already have audience, shouldn't be difficult for you. If you can hold an average of three um, concurrent viewers through those broadcasts, which shouldn't be hard if you're bringing in, you know, your current audience. Like, you, I mean, you can hit, you can hit, um, I think we hit uh, affiliate from Arena within like three weeks or something. Like, it wasn't that complicated. Uh, and then you're eligible for um, subscriptions, you're eligible for the cheer motes and just recently you're now eligible to get ad revenue too before only partners got ad revenue and now um, affiliates can make ad revenue so there's a little pre-roll that goes uh before your um when people come on to your broadcast they see a little 30 second pre-roll you can actually now push um a little button and an ad will show so if you push that button and show an ad it um, removes the pre-roll on your stream for 10 minutes. So anybody who's coming in for the next 10 minutes won't have to sit through a pre-roll. Uh, and it's um, a $3.50 CPM. So depending on how many people you have watching is how much you're going to get paid for that. So you have to kind of balance with, is it worth it to show my audience an ad, which could be annoying to people who are watching me, to, to make it not annoying to the new person? Am I going to make enough money that it's worth it for me to slightly annoy my audience. Right. So what I see a lot of, uh, what I see some people doing is when they want to roll an ad, they go like, like Moonlight Social is great for this. Um, and if you want to see how a band should really be doing um, Twitch, look at Moonlight Social. They're, they're a little uh, duo Moonlight out of Social. Nashville and they're great. Moonlight Social, yeah. But what they'll do is they'll go, okay, it's been 45 minutes, time to get up and stretch. We're gonna stretch and roll an ad. And, you know, and you can kind of see them in the background, like stretching. The ad doesn't take over everything. And, you know, everybody, everybody get up and stretch. And they run the ad and, and then they come back and they go, okay, let's get back into it. And that's, that's sort of how they make it not painful for their audience to sit there, you know, and, and watch an ad. When, when, so, you, you know, this is all live streaming. These are live videos. When the show is done, is it archived? Can somebody go yes. back on demand and watch an old show? And can you still yes. generate revenue off of an archived show? No. So, yes. So, you can do two things. So, you can, um, through OBS, you can make a local copy to your computer. So, you can edit the video later. You're not going to have the chat with that, though. It's going to be just the video. Gotcha. 
Um, and it's about a gig an hour. So if you're on for two hours, it's going to be a two gig file, just FYI for your hard space, uh, <laughs> your, hard, your hard drive space. Um, that's one way to do it. You can also set Twitch to automatically archive your shows and they will keep the archive of your show for 14 days. And if you're a partner, it's, I think, 60 days. Um, but by and large, it's it's 14 days because that ends up being a lot for them. It's not really common for people to go back and watch your entire show. Um, so you're not going to get a lot of views on those full shows. What you can do is create clips and highlights from those shows on Twitch. Actually, anybody can do that. There's a little director's clapboard um, insignia on the video. If you click that, It'll jump the video back 30 seconds, and I believe forward 30 seconds too. So you can kind of edit your clip from there, and then you can share that clip out to um, Facebook uh, and Twitter, but not Instagram for some reason. Um, and it'll show a little preview, but if, if on, on the viewer side on Facebook, it's going to show you the preview, but to watch it, it's going to send you out to Twitch. So just, be, just know that it's not like YouTube where you can watch it within your Facebook or within your Twitter. It's going to send them out to Twitch. Um, but you can create clips and highlights. Clips are 30 seconds. Highlights are as long as you want them to be. And those stay on your video section of your page permanently. And you can organize them into collections. So if you, for example, a lot of artists will make a collection called Original Songs. And they'll pull out original songs that they've done throughout their broadcast so people can find their songs quickly because um, people start becoming fans of original songs. They really want to hear covers uh, because those are songs that they know and people want to hear songs that they know. So I always tell artists, be able to do a bunch of covers that, you know, that feel good for you, that are natural for you to kind of play for every, um, every two or three covers, throw in an original you know, and then do a couple more covers and do an original. And suddenly people will start requesting your originals too. Does anyone ever post these highlights or these compilations on, say, a YouTube? Uh, I recommend that. Um, you can't really take the highlight you created on Twitch and share it out to YouTube. You this is where you have to download the... And also, in, you, in your creator dashboard, you can download... Um, the Twitch archive. So if you don't want to automatically uh, save every show that you do as you go through OBS, um, that's fine. You can go to Twitch later and through your creator dashboard on Twitch, you can download that whole show to your hard drive and then use any video editing software to kind of cut it up. But that's actually a really good point because this is why I like Twitch too, because you can actually make that part of your content calendar. So it's, you know, it's exhausting to have to think of what am I going to post to Instagram? What am I going to post to my stories? What am I going to post to my YouTube? Like, it's a lot of content to have to come up with, right? So if you can pull funny moments out of your Twitch, um, maybe good performances. This was an awesome cover we did. This was, you know, we hit a, 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 a follower goal. We hit a subscriber goal and there was a big celebration. Like, these are all little moments that you can pull and use for content on your other socials for sure. And you should, because then everybody on those socials knows that you have a Twitch and they're like, what's going on with the Twitch? I should really go to that. I should check that out. You know, and then you start being yeah. pulling your fans into your Twitch. And once they, once they get into your Twitch channel, you have an opportunity to go deeper with them with your 
fan artist relationship and turn them into super fans. There's so much more to this than I even imagined. It's insane. I feel uh, like I can't believe I'm the only have, one yeah. talking about this. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah I mean, you, you, you are. Again for a part two. Yeah, yeah. When, 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 yeah, when when you reached out to us, I'm like, you know, nobody's talking about Twitch no. for musicians. And, no. and, and we need to do this for no other reason than let's let's do the 101 of what this is and why you should at least put it on your radar it yeah. might be, it might be a bit intimidating but start paying attention to it start right. following what's going Great on for your book i'm going to say it's you know the book is 300 pages but it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of walkthroughs it's that's a lot of images in there a lot of pictures uh, screenshots and so forth. So don't let the don't let the volume of <laughs> of everything like throw you off. Um, there's a lot to know, but it is easily knowable, and I yeah. make it very digestible. It sounds and, like you just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you just have to jump in. It. Yeah, yeah. I actually so, have I have an online course too. So if you're a better visual learner than you are like a reading learner, I have an online course, and those are all video walkthroughs. Well, that was my next question. Yeah. Where where can people find your book, your online course, where can they find you? So the book is everywhere books are sold. Okay. And it's an ebook and it's also print. Um, so anywhere, you know, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, you can go to your local bookstore and order it like it's everywhere. Uh, interestingly, book publishing has become like music uh, distribution where there there is a TuneCore and a CD Baby for book publishing. So, you know, it's on demand basically. Yeah. Uh, so, th so there's that. Um, the course um, is... a uh, just go to twitchformusicians.com and you'll see the link to the course. It's it's online course.twitchformusicians.com directly. Uh, but it's um it's great. Uh, there's a again there's videos for everything. There's also written handouts for everything, and there's an opportunity for Q and A on each one of the individual lessons. And I look at all that Q and A. So it's not like you know you buy the book, you got the book, you don't have me. You buy the course, you have me. I'm there to answer all your questions for you gotcha. too. Yeah. Awesome. And I recommend um, following me on socials. I talk quite a lot about um, new developments on my Twitter, which is at Twitch for Music. I talk a lot about um, just successes that I've seen other artists have, uh, interesting things that I'm seeing happen in the industry overall. Um, Wave Music was a competitor to Twitch Music. Um, Wave just went under. So that was interesting. They were a dedicated live stream platform just for music. Um, so that, that's a bit of news to know. Um, and I also post things like, okay, so now you can actually do ads. Uh, Streamer Songless changed their interface, and now you can do this. Uh, this is super easy, and this is how you do it. So this, there's definitely some updates you know, through my socials. You've, you've, you've really found yourself a niche. I have, yeah. The funny thing is the 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 labels are actually getting interested in Twitch because you know there's there's so many users. There's 15 I know there's just so many users. people watching it. Yeah. yeah, but they're mostly they're mostly going at it from an esports perspective. So they're they're trying to figure out how how do we fit in with the gamers. Um, they're not looking so much how do we just you know be an artist on there. Um, AEG just did a big uh, live concert broadcast with. Um, uh, some EDM artist, Illumina, I forget how to say the name, Illumin something. Um, so that's that's happening. And, and you're starting to see some artists, you know, game with some of the gamers and so forth. I know uh, Columbia Records has uh, an in-house live stream studio now. Capital Records is building one. So the labels are sort of jumping onto this. But 
the way they're going to do it is going to be a little bit different than the way an indie artist is going to do it. So an indie artist is going to be on there a few times a week, you know, building an audience, um, growing in, and really dedicating time to it and, and seeing the benefit, the long-term monetary benefit, the long-term fan growth benefit. A signed artist doesn't really have time to be on there, you know, a few times a week. They're going to be doing it more for, um, you know, one-off promotions, video premieres, um, hanging out and talking with fans uh, to promote a new tour. They're going to be doing it like that. So sure. it's a bit of a different strategy. Uh, the established artists I have seen on there generally hang out with fans. Uh, Matt Heafy from the band Trivium, the big rock band Trivium. Um, he's interesting because he will go on and just shred and talk to fans. Uh, he will uh, do his vocal takes because they're making a record. So he's doing all his vocal recordings. So he'll do his vocal takes live. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah. And like talk in between and say that wasn't very good or that was a really good one or what do you think about that? You know, that sort of thing. And then when they go on tour, he'll set up his, um, his laptop on the side of the stage. So you just see like from like where the where like the manager would stand and watch the band play, <laughs> you know, from the back of the stage. You get that perspective. Yeah. Uh, so that's the kind of things that they're doing. It's a bit tricky once you're signed because we are talking about copyrights, right? Sure. So there are some recording copyrights and there's all kinds of things to consider. And sure. it well, can be a lot harder to clear that. Karen, Karen, this was absolutely fascinating. And, yeah. you know, I feel like we've only just scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, everybody, I, I totally suggest go check out the book, Twitch for Musicians, Twitch for, twitchformusicians.com. Um, and you know, if you're using Twitch, leave us a comment, let us know how you're using it. I'd, I'd love to hear how other musicians are doing stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I, and if you have any questions for me, leave it, leave it on the comments too. I'm, I'm happy to jump Perfect. in and, and answer. Like I'm, I'm kind of hard to shut up once I get going, as you can tell. <laughs> I think that's great. And so are we, Karen. So thanks so much for joining us. Let's do this again. Awesome. I'd love to. Thank, thank, thank you. you, Karen. I, I really love that, that discussion about Twitch. Yeah. Only because I've always sort of wanted to talk to somebody who knows what's going on. <laughs> right. Right. And there's so much to it. It really, you know, and, and and I don't want this to scare people away, but there are a lot of steps. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, it's not like Facebook Live where you just go there and click a button and you're live and streaming. And, yeah. and part of me is like, Man, they really got to work towards that. They've got to. Yeah. They've got to remove Simplify these it. barriers, the yeah. UI barriers, and all right, you need to use OBS and streaming software, and that streams to this, and it's just like, holy crap, that's yeah, a lot. There's of a lot to know. Well, yeah. that's why she wrote the book, right? Yeah, exactly. Get the book. I mean, yeah, yeah. you you you're not going to um, jump into Twitch tonight and be live streaming in an hour. I just don't yeah. think that's going to happen. If you've if you've never had any experience, it's not happening. You need this book to guide you through it. You need to play around, you need to, you know, look at settings yeah. and look at displays and yeah, there's a lot to it. And she's got a video version that she talks about if you don't want to read through a book. You know, look, I know people are impatient and some people are visual learners and that's fine. Just, you know, uh, follow her up on that and, and take a look. I, I, I'm just fascinated by how much more to this uh, there is than I thought. 
Um, it's not just a little platform for gamers to do a PewDiePie video. It's really robust and there's a lot of functionality and there's a lot of opportunity for musicians and you can monetize it. Yeah. You know, and, and as, as was mentioned, Twitch was recently purchased by Amazon. So yeah. Amazon owns Twitch. Twitch is not going away now. Yeah. You know, they got they got as deep a pocketbook as you could want behind them. Um, you know, maybe Amazon is going to put some money into making it more user-friendly, more accessible. I, we, I could only hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it may end up with a different name. You know, it may end up being integrated into some other platforms and products, but um, I'm thrilled for them that they have that backing yeah. of, of Amazon, which means, to, to your point, they're not going away anytime soon. But uh, I would encourage uh, all the uh, DIY you know, musicians out there to take a take a look at this platform. There's There's a lot there, and it's a great way to not only reach an audience – um, but grow your audience and engage with those fans in a way that you can't do on other platforms. Yep, and as we said in the show, if you've been using Twitch or have used it once, I would love to hear your feedback, your comments. Yeah. I mean, was it too hard? Was it too easy? Well, I mean, how are you using it? Have you made money off of it? I love the fact that there's all these different ways yeah. that you can tie revenue into this. Um you know, are you just going on there and streaming a live performance, or what are you doing? You know, yeah. I think that that that's that's the big key for me is everybody's just you know musicians. Everybody is like, well, oh, okay, I'll get on with my guitar and do an acoustic performance. Well, there's a lot more to the world than just doing an acoustic performance, especially on this platform. Yeah, exactly. So I'd love to see the creative ways that other musicians might be using this. Yeah, me too. Cool. Um, all right. So, as always, lots of love and thank yous to Hypebot and Bands in Town you, for everything you do to support and spread the word on the Music Biz Weekly podcast. And, of course, to Disc Makers for sponsoring the show. It's greatly appreciated. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button. It means you'll never miss another episode. You'll get that little alert. Uh, and head over to iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating. It helps us. It just helps an iTunes world to, to see reviews, to see ratings. Um, plus, we love reading your feedback. But um, that's it for this week. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out of here. See you next week. <laughs>